lecture five of lectures on painting by edward armitage this librivox recording is in the public domain lecture five on the modern schools of europe my first lecture of the present course will be devoted to a kind of review of the various painting schools of modern europe as one of the jurors at the paris international exhibition i had a rare opportunity of comparing one school with another and i think that a lecture embracing the conclusions i came to may be more interesting to you and possibly more instructive than a discourse on the works of the old masters national schools of art can at this present time hardly be said to exist at least not in the sense in which they existed three hundred years ago in those times the attributes and characteristics of each school were sharply defined the roman the venetian the spanish the german and the flemish were as distinct in character as it was possible to be now however the national characteristics are very slight and in many countries there seem to me to be none the french and the german are the two great continental schools from which the others spring england austria spain and perhaps holland have certain features of their own that is speaking generally one would know an english austrian spanish or dutch picture at once the scandinavian and danish schools are feeble offshoots of the german the belgian is a vigorous branch of the french and the swiss is a less robust child of the same parent the italian seems to me to be a mixture of french and spanish with a little of the old italian element surviving by the old italian element i do not mean a reminiscence of raphael michelangelo or titian but rather of carlo dolce or sassoferrato russian and especially american art are of a nondescript character and the reasons are sufficiently obvious a young american or russian artist goes to paris or rome and puts himself to school under a certain master after a time he will paint pictures more or less like his masters he will exhibit them and may get rewards and medals for them but he can hardly be called a representative of the american or russian school no american thinks of studying art in new york or boston and no russian artist dreams of finishing his artistic education at st petersburg or moscow there can therefore be no american or russian school properly so called i shall begin my lecture with a few words about our noble selves i will give you rather the opinion of the best french artists than my own as this opinion was expressed with perfect sincerity and came from competent and independent judges i think we may derive a lesson from it it has i know often been remarked that french artists appreciate best whatever is most unlike their own work and it was a feeling of this kind which consoled the belgians for the favour with which the english galleries were regarded i confess that there is a good deal of truth in the remark english painting is so unlike french that there can be no direct rivalry between the two schools whereas in belgian work the rivalry is unpleasantly close i may perhaps be allowed to add that for the same reason those english painters who approximate most to the french school were precisely those who were the least appreciated novelty was a great charm particularly to a frenchman if you ask a parisian to dinner and wish to please him do not give him delicate little french dishes with light claret to drink give him half a codfish followed by a sirloin of beef with plenty of bitter ale to wash it down with and he will bless you and afterward cherish the memory of these aliments vraiment britanniques novelty of treatment was however certainly not the only reason of the success of the english school 
in the first place it was noticed that there was a certain refinement and elegance about the english galleries which was very pleasant to the jaded juror who had just been wading through long rows of coarse imitations of french art the english school was thought very highly of not on account of its colour still less on account of its drawing but chiefly for the sake of the refined thought and invention shown in some of the pictures then again in some cases the novelty of the mode of execution or the delicacy of the colour pleased our foreign judges but i am quite sure that the popularity which english art has undoubtedly gained in paris is due more to our brains than to our brushes the remarks and criticisms i heard in paris all tend to confirm the opinion i have often expressed about the importance of originality in painting of every artist in short thinking out his subject for himself with nature as his only guide of course novelty of treatment unless combined with truth is valueless it would not be difficult to mention some novelties about which the remarks of my french friends would be the reverse of complimentary the first quality in the pictorial rendering of a subject must be truth the second novelty or originality and the third feeling or poetry where these three qualities are combined in a picture it will more than hold its own in the eyes of competent judges against works far more brilliantly executed it must not however be supposed that foreign artists were delighted with all they saw in the british galleries our old faults namely indifferent drawing and feeble scratchy execution were often noticed but were not nearly so prominent as twenty-three years ago i have no doubt we have improved in these respects but i also think that our foreign judges are apt to be much more lenient than of old as regards drawing their own drawing is not what it used to be in the days of ang and Flandrin they have acquired other qualities but they seem to me to have lost the art of expressing beautiful form of course in my remarks to-night i shall speak of the general tendency of the schools in every school there are exceptions to the rule and amongst the french painters of the day there are at least one or two striking exceptions to the general decline of drawing power to return to the english galleries it would be impossible to retail to you the unfavourable remarks that were made without becoming disagreeably personal this adverse criticism of a few pictures gave perhaps more value to the verdict that speaking generally the english school was distinguished by its intellectual refined and above all thoroughly national character let us hope that as years roll on we may gain more power in drawing and more manliness of execution without losing any of those national qualities which have carried us so creditably through the ordeal of an international exhibition we will now leave the british section and proceed to the french galleries french art seems to me to be in a transition state public taste has been unsettled by the enormous success of fortuny corot daubigne and other still more eccentric painters eccentricity is too often mistaken for genius and coarseness for power the last salon or annual exhibition was the worst i ever saw of course the french section of the international was rich both in quantity and quality but i did not notice a single really fine picture that had been painted within the last three years to what are we to attribute this unsatisfactory state of things although it has often been said that republicanism is fatal to art 
it is difficult to believe that the present french government can have any influence either for good or evil on artists studios indeed french sculpture which is certainly improving is there to negative any such theory the reason of the decline of the older men is obvious enough they have ceased to paint for fame they paint for money country houses carriages horses and last but perhaps not least madame's toilette must be paid for and the consequence is the production of what in a humbler sphere of art would be called pot-boilers these inferior works are eagerly purchased at very high prices and the artist finding he can coin as much money as he likes takes less and less pains till finally decadence sets in and the men who from their age ought to be in the zenith of their artistic power find themselves quite incapable of rivalling the productions of their youth the cause for the manifest dearth of rising talent amongst the younger men must be looked for elsewhere that this dearth really exists there can be no doubt the french themselves allow it medals which used to be given at the close of the salon for painting are now given for sculpture there must be some reason for this marked decline my old friends shrug their shoulders and say oh the kind of teaching which we had in our youth is now voted rococo sensational art by which they mean art that will produce a sensation is now the fashion the press has great power in france and french critics with few exceptions like what is strange and eccentric there are symptoms however that this quackery in art has had its day the last two salons have been too queer even for the new school of critics and we may therefore hope that the sensational fit is over and that the school may return again to the sound principles of design and drawing for which it has hitherto always been distinguished i wish it understood that the deterioration i have been mentioning was not very noticeable on the walls of the international exhibition we had there the cream of all that had been painted in france for the last ten years and although the pictures bearing the greatest names were rather disappointing there was evidence of abundance of talent in all departments of oil painting the last years of the empire and the first years of the republic seem to have been particularly prolific in good work the portraits of that period the battle episodes the nude figures the still-life pictures are all characterized by a solidity and thoroughness which we rarely find now the most unsatisfactory feature in the work of this period is to my mind the landscape i confess to a want of appreciation of either corot or daubigny and as almost every landscape painter is an imitator of either one or the other as a matter of course i cannot like their pictures the landscape school of which i am speaking appears to me never to get beyond a sketch and le culte du lait the worship of ugly subjects is carried too far the greatest modern landscape painters france ever had were marilla and theodore rousseau and i think they are much better models to follow than corot or daubigny as i am criticizing i may observe that much as i admire french pictures of a few years back i must say that i think the key in which these works are painted too low and there is another more serious fault which i have often noticed namely the want of naivete the colors are simple enough but the execution is obtrusive in the portraits especially one thinks more of the artist than of the sitter 
whereas in certain portraits of the belgian and german galleries at the international the artist and his execution were completely forgotten so lifelike and natural were the heads in speaking of french painting it is difficult to generalize as it would be of english one man paints his whole picture in a low key another paints white figures on a black background one plasters his colour on with a trowel another models it rather thin still i think i may safely say that the majority of french pictures are painted with thick opaque colour and in a very low key mannerism is perhaps the rock on which most rising reputations are shipwrecked not only in france but everywhere else a clever young artist paints a really fine picture full of feeling originality and poetry but rather low in tone he has an immense success a success which he too often ascribes to the wrong cause the consequence is that his next picture will probably be less poetical but still darker in colour his friends and admirers instead of pulling him up sharp are more prodigal than ever in their praise he gets a higher price for the second picture than he did for the first it is therefore not surprising that our promising artist paints lower and lower in colour every year until at last he becomes a confirmed mannerist the same danger exists in every department of the art a young portrait painter will perhaps have exhibited a full length distinguished by great character and breadth but coarsely painted the praise which he justly earns for this portrait prompts him to paint his next still more coarsely and he too degenerates into a mannerist mannerisms of various kinds are rampant in the present french school and are in the present state of public opinion too strong for the more sober truthful work which i am happy to say is not yet altogether extinct unfortunately the encouragement given to these mannerists or impressionists as they love to be called is not wholly derived from their friends of the press it proceeds also from artists of real talent who ought to know better this seems to me the gravest symptom in the present condition of the french school it is of little importance how enthusiastic the various literary or dilettante cliques may be about their favourites these are mere fashions which sooner or later die a natural death but when artists of standing give in to the prevailing delusions the mischief becomes serious i can hardly believe that these artists of talent really admire the productions of which i am speaking but they are afraid of going against the stream of journalism or else they wish to appear liberal in approving what is so diametrically opposed to their own practice at any rate they acquiesce and humbug flourishes before leaving the french painters i ought perhaps to say something about the subjects principally affected by them no one can go through a french exhibition without being struck by the number of ghastly and horrible subjects which meet the eye on every side and which seem to vie with each other in cruelty and brutality death and suffering in every form have always been favourite subjects with french artists delaroche was continually painting murders and executions but the comparatively mild form of horrors affected by him is not sensational enough for the modern school scene of the inquisition a man being tortured to death rizpa driving away the vultures from the bodies of her seven sons who are swinging in the wind 
roman conspirators drinking the blood of a slave whom they have just murdered for this festive purpose nero experimentalizing with poison on his slaves apollo flaying marisis alive are a few of the many pretty subjects which were conspicuous in the french galleries of the international exhibition one artist and a very distinguished one too has improved even upon these subjects and delights in painting not only death but decomposition at the ecole des beaux-arts the subject given last year to the students for their diploma pictures was augustus causes the tomb of alexander the great to be opened and places a crown of gold on the head of the corpse when we reflect that alexander had been dead some three hundred years it will easily be understood that his body was in that half putrid half mummified condition which is apparently so attractive to the artistic world in france another marked characteristic of a french exhibition is the number of nude female figures this is notoriously very objectionable to many english visitors but for my part i would rather see a dozen nude nymphs than a decapitated figure or a putrid corpse many of these figures are done by young painters as a kind of a supplement to their art education and instead of being offended at their frequency i am always glad to see so much laudable ambition i only wish we had a few more similar efforts in our english exhibitions the hanging committee would of course eliminate those which were objectionable either from want of technical skill or from any other cause and the remainder might be allowed to hang on our walls and irritate mrs grundy a third characteristic of a french exhibition is the general excellence of what are called rustic pictures the peasants are real peasants and not models dressed up as such there is almost always in this class of subjects an honest attempt to give a truthful version of nature there is a completeness about them that is very charming the pictures of flowers fruit fish and everything coming under the head of nature morte seems to me equally good in fact one hardly ever sees a bad still-life picture in a french exhibition i suppose the jury is more strict about fruit oysters and copper kettles than about humanity and particularly female humanity pictures of animal life are i think less common than in english exhibitions dogs especially are seldom painted this may be partly owing to the currish aspect of french dogs our bloodhounds mastiffs newfoundlands deerhounds and all the aristocracy of the canine race are hardly ever seen in france and it must be confessed that a stumpy-tailed mongrel or a clipped poodle is not a very tempting model the french are not a doggy nation a well-off parisian will often keep a couple of ugly pointers but it is always understood that stop and comir are indispensable pour la chasse and not to be regarded as pets or companions finally in every modern french exhibition the influence of fortuny is very perceptible i believe however that almost all the disciples of this school are spaniards or italians residing in paris and that the french artists who devote themselves to microscopic painting have the good taste to follow the lines of maisonier rather than those of fortuny we will now examine the belgian pictures 
belgian art is derived entirely from france at the international exhibition one passed from the french to the belgian galleries without being aware of the change of nationality i think however that the branch is at present in a healthier state than the parent stem when i compare the recent mural paintings which have been executed in belgium with similar work done in paris i am struck with the vast superiority of the belgian again in landscape the belgians are far in advance of their neighbours comparisons are proverbially odious so i will not incur odium by comparing english landscape with belgian but i should recommend those who think that we especially excel in this branch of the art to go and look at what the belgians are doing the great men of the belgian school the men whose names are familiar to every artistic circle in europe are declining in power even more rapidly than their colleagues in france but there seems to me to be more hope about the younger men the belgian portrait painters are i think inferior to the french as a rule but there were one or two portraits in the belgian galleries which attracted a great deal of attention from their unaffected simplicity and in this respect contrasted very favourably with some more showy french work the history pictures again were more careful and better drawn than analogous french work there was less striving after effect and singularity and much better composition they reminded me more of what french painting used to be before the school became afflicted with what may be called a sentimental radicalism in art i was glad to notice that baron Lays, the painter of the strange medieval pictures of the antwerp town hall has not left a school of medievalists behind him the quaint ugliness of an old flemish picture is interesting because it is real but in these modern works the uncouth drawing and constrained stiff attitudes of the early flemings are assumed and therefore offensive no doubt there are several excellent artists living who have studied under lays but they have all of them abandoned the affectation of their master the influence of rubens and his school is not perceptible in modern belgian work this is rather curious when we consider the immense amount of rubens worship which is perpetually going on at antwerp rembrandt franz hals and van der helst have had much more influence on the belgian school than rubens but the modern artists of brussels are not a race of copyists they evidently study nature a good deal and this it appears to me is the secret of their strength on the whole i have formed a very favourable opinion of the belgian school and when i recall to mind the excellent mural paintings at ypres and Courtrai, i must say that the old parisian sneer about the confraction belge is quite inapplicable at the present day it is manifestly unfair to compare the german gallery of the great exhibition with the french english or belgian section the pictures sent by germany were hastily got together at the eleventh hour and were notoriously inadequate specimens of german art still they were interesting as showing the tendency of the school the first impression on entering the german gallery was a favourable one it was like entering a gallery of old masters after a surfeit of garish crude modern pictures a closer examination led one however to form a less favourable opinion of the peculiarities of german art the imitation of the old masters is in my opinion carried too far 
reminiscences of holbein and albert durer crop up everywhere and many pictures which are not directly imitative of the old masters have a brown old varnished appearance there may not have been anything offensively bad or ludicrously absurd in the german gallery but on the other hand with a few exceptions there appeared to me to be a sad want of originality these exceptional pictures were humble and unpretentious enough both in subject and dimensions but full of truth and character the artist knaus enjoys a great reputation both in germany and europe generally his colour though true is not very attractive there is no great charm in his execution the nature of his subjects precludes fine classical drawing or noble composition it may be asked what then is his great merit it is simply the intense realism of his pictures we always feel that we must have seen and known his peasants his children and his jews he has the same power of seizing types which john leach so eminently possessed whether he quite deserves to be in the front rank of european painters is another question but it is interesting to note the reputation such an artist has obtained in germany where art though often learned is seldom truthful or harmonious it has often been said that german art is never seen at its best in easel pictures and that to express an opinion about it one ought to go to germany and study the mural paintings which abound there it is more than twenty-five years since i visited either munich or berlin and i am therefore not qualified to give an opinion about the present state of art in germany i confess i was not favourably impressed with what i then saw and have often in the course of these lectures found fault with kalbach and his school for neglecting horace's well-known precept artis ist celare artem the large mural works at munich and berlin used to be considered by germans as the highest development of heroic painting they asserted that their country was at the top of the ladder in high art just as it undoubtedly was in music and my criticisms on their great painters have always been provoked by this assertion i have never stigmatized these decorative paintings as being absolutely bad or contemptible but as being unworthy of the great esteem in which they were held i hear that at the present time other artists have in great measure superseded those of the school of kalbach and that the highly artificial style of thirty years ago has been almost abandoned scandinavian and danish art are derived from germany as belgian and swiss are derived from france in the case of norway and sweden however all the best artists emigrate to more southern regions and small blame to them for when daylight begins at ten and ends at two there is not much time for painting pictures these artists who are mostly landscape painters return to their native countries in summer and make their sketches and studies but the pictures themselves are painted either in germany belgium or france in denmark the winter days are rather longer and we find at copenhagen a feeble attempt at a native school bearing about the same relation to dusseldorf or berlin that birmingham or liverpool would to london leaving these humble followers of the german school we will now enter the austrian and hungarian galleries 
some french critic compared austrian art to a noisy brass band and the comparison is not inapt no doubt the band is a very good one the trumpets are loud the trombones sonorous and the big drum unexceptional still it is not the kind of harmony which would please a musician austrian and hungarian art though apparently fascinating to the multitude is too rich and cloying for a more fastidious taste if you can fancy a mixture of plum pudding and lobster sauce you will form a good idea of the most celebrated austrian pictures as the french school has a weakness for the horrible and the english for the homely so the austrian delights in the showy pageants royal receptions and ceremonies of medieval times are the subjects which the leading austrian artists revel in subjects in which there is not much story to tell no human emotions to portray nothing but silks velvets armour and trappings to paint all these accessories are marvellously well executed a great deal too well indeed for the heads and the flesh but it is this overpowering execution united with a pseudo venetian colouring which captivates the french bourgeois just as it would captivate the london cockney i wish to observe that i am speaking of the large austrian and hungarian pictures which attracted so much attention at the paris exhibition amongst the portraits and the smaller pictures there were some which would have done credit to any school vigorous in drawing and execution full of character and harmonious though rather dark in colour they appeared to me far superior to the kindred pictures from north germany i should have formed a very high estimate of the austrian school if two or three of the principal pictures had been absent it may be asked why if these large pictures were so offensively meretricious the jury awarded them medals of honour i should be very sorry to have to defend all the decisions of the international jury but in the present case i think i may say with truth that it was not admiration for this kind of art which dictated the award before leaving the austrian and hungarian galleries i would observe that whatever may be thought of the pretentious richness of these large pictures there exists at any rate an austrian school and that this school seems full of power and vitality austrians do not as a rule paint their pictures in paris or rome others may like myself deplore the overpowering gorgeousness of a good deal of their work but amongst the canvases of more modest proportion there was abundant evidence of sound training and original invention dutch art is very national that is the subjects are national muddy seas flat meadows with groups of cattle canal and street scenes in short the same kind of subjects which were formerly painted by teniers van de velde de hoch and paul potter are still the favourites with the dutch artists in the dutch school as seen at the great exhibition there was a laudable absence of priggishness or sensationalism but the pictures appeared to me to lack the neat precision of touch and the delicacy of colour which distinguished the old dutchman pathos will cover a multitude of sins and in some of the best modern dutch work this quality is not wanting but in subjects which do not admit of pathos such as the old familiar scenes of teniers and ostade something more is wanted than indifferent execution and dull inoffensive colour 
i am inclined to think that dutch art was not only fairly but even favourably represented at the paris exhibition for in several recent visits to holland i was always struck by the want of development of modern art there are no great mural painters as in belgium the church being protestant does nothing for art the rich dutch citizens and merchants are equally unsympathetic in short there is no demand for a high class of art so there is no supply i never heard of a dutch collector who patronized modern painters his rooms are always filled with ostades wouvermans vandervelds etc or more frequently with wretched copies of these masters but in these private collections which are scattered all over holland one never meets with a good picture by a modern artist under these circumstances i think it very creditable to dutch artists that painting should not have declined more than it has in holland swiss art can only be regarded as provincial french it is however like the dutch very national in its subjects glaciers snow mountains pine forests and chalets were the usual subjects in the swiss section even the figure subjects were redolent of switzerland peasants guides hunters and tourists were the principal dramatis personae if a fault is to be found with these innocent works of art it is that they look as if they were meant for the tourist or the alpine club market a traveller who is detained by rain for a week at interlaken would be just the man to purchase a good view of the jungfrau or perhaps he might be tempted by a group of bernese oberlanders at home the native swiss pictures are too much like their wood carvings not works of good art but pleasant souvenirs we will now cross the alps and say a few words about italian art italy was wretchedly represented at the great exhibition none of her greatest artists had contributed the best pictures were by two or three parisian italians and the worst by men whose proper abode ought to be hanwell or colney hatch it has often been remarked that modern italians labour under the same disadvantage which afflicts a man who has had illustrious progenitors he may not be a greater fool than other men indeed he may be rather above the average but he gets no credit for it people are always contrasting him with his illustrious father or his glorious grandfather and the poor fellow has hard work to get any justice done him this may be true enough at venice florence or rome where the chef d'oeuvre of the old masters are in very close proximity i can well understand that a stranger who has been feasting his eyes all the morning on titian's and paul veronese's should find the descent very precipitous to the level of a modern italian studio but in paris there were no such formidable rivals to fear and it is much to be regretted that italy did not put forth her whole strength i am inclined however to give another reason why modern italian art has suffered from the proximity of so many chefs d'oeuvre by the old masters and that is the temptation to become copyists wealthy americans if they cannot carry away the originals will have copies and the harvest to be derived from this source by a clever painter is so rich a one that he is often tempted to abandon the paths of originality and virtue and become a copyist of course the leading painters would not accept a commission for a copy of Sensi, but there have been and doubtless are still artists fitted for better things who do accept these commissions and are glad of them 
a friend of mine a good many years ago asked me to call and see a copy of this celebrated portrait which had just arrived from italy he had given the painter a commission for it two years before i could not say much in praise of it it was a fair average copy but i could not help remarking that the artist had been a precious long time about it oh says my friend mine was the seventh order for a beatricensi in his book and he told me that nothing would induce him to paint more than four copies a year of this head he had other work to attend to etc etc if a man once gets into the way of earning his living by copying he will never get out of it at least not in italy independently of downright copying there is the danger of imitating and this is a danger to which italian art has always been very much exposed no good can ever come of imitating the old masters but when the masters so imitated are men like carlo moratti or luca giordano the downfall of the school is indeed precipitate italian painters like italian sculptors are very skilful workmen but they do not appear ever to get beyond a certain point of excellence the new school of rome may be said to have been founded by fortuny and in this school execution is everything doubtless this phase of italian art is better than the dreary decadence of the first half of the century but i cannot say i am a great admirer of the new style i will speak of fortuny and his followers presently when i get to the spanish school but before leaving the italian court i may mention that there were some specimens of microscopic painting which were marvellous if they were really legitimate pictures and not painted photographs admitting however that they were genuine pictures the very fact of their looking like a coloured photograph relegates them to an inferior style of art they are curiosities and not much more in justice to the italian section i should mention that if the oil pictures were bad the water-colours by rota were excellent there seems to me no reason whatever why italy the land of art par excellence should lag behind in the international race italians are quick intelligent and imaginative if they would steer a middle course between the tame imitations of the old masters and the sensational quackeries of contemporary art i have no doubt they would take a high place in the european school the spanish gallery was one of the most interesting in the whole exhibition one or two of the large pictures showed great power and originality i believe these pictures were painted by spaniards residing in rome indeed all the best spanish pictures are painted either in paris or italy there is no native school as in the days of velasquez and murillo the most attractive wall in this gallery was that devoted to the works of fortuny fortuny's mode of painting his delicate sense of colour and the novelty of his subjects took the artistic world by storm some fifteen years ago since that time a host of imitators have arisen mostly spaniards or italians so that the modern spanish school has come to be identified with this very peculiar kind of art i have no doubt that if one were to go to spain and visit the studios of the resident artists one would find very little of the fortuny element probably the pictures would be more like portuguese work which of all european schools is the most backward setting aside however the question as to how far the fortuny style can be called national i will hazard a few remarks about its merits and faults 
in the first place i think we ought to welcome any novelty in art provided the novelty is not downright absurd and a man who like fortuny revolutionized modern art at any rate in the south of europe certainly deserves consideration his pictures are characterized by a wonderful delicacy of execution and brilliancy of color his drawing is firm and masterly with all these good qualities i cannot consider him to have been a great artist in the first place the subjects he affected were of the most frivolous and meretricious description secondly the general effect in his pictures is not sufficiently attended to i have heard them compared to those sheets one sometimes sees composed of a jumble of small photographs each individual figure or gaudy bit of stuff is perfect by itself but the whole picture is deficient in effect finally the execution wants that breadth and manliness which are so conspicuous in the best works of meissonier much as i admire any man of genius who departs from the beaten track and creates a style of his own i cannot help thinking that fortuny has been much overrated many of his followers works resemble the crude wallpapers and chintzes which used to be common before south kensington was in existence pinks light blues and coal tar dyes of the most violent hues colours which would drive our aesthetic amateurs mad here run riot the execution is always clever but the offence against good taste in colour is not to be got over i do not recollect any landscape work in the spanish gallery except as backgrounds to the figure pictures if i were a spanish artist i should leave the fripperies of the boudoir and turn my attention to the grand forms of rock and forest which abound in the asturias or to the sierras of andalusia with their semi-tropical vegetation of russia and the united states as picture-producing countries but little can be said there are a few russians scattered over germany france and italy who paint and exhibit pictures which pass muster more or less creditably some give a russian flavour to their work by painting muscovite peasants sledges wolves and bears but even these national pictures might have been done by french or german artists as far as the execution goes the eye was not impressed in the russian gallery as it was in the english austrian or spanish departments by some national peculiarity the large picture which obtained one of the medals of honour was painted in rome it represented one of the most barbarous episodes of nero's persecution of the christians i thought it clever as a decorative work but very weak in drawing there were in the russian gallery some good heads very boldly and forcibly painted their authors though their names ended in ski vitch or kof were pupils of the french or german schools and therefore these works though painted by russians can hardly be considered as characteristic of the school the byzantine element was not in the least traceable in the russian galleries probably byzantine pictures were excluded as coming under the head of manufactures greece exhibited a few pictures of modest proportions and still more modest merit but even this faint commendation cannot be accorded to portugal whose small contribution was ludicrous for its badness the art of the united states is even less national than the russian american artists seldom give us reminiscences of their country and the american gallery was exactly like some of the rooms in the french salon 
from their admiration of parisian art it is probable that the american school of the future will like the belgian be a branch of the french unless indeed some american fortuny should be raised in the states who would give an original impulse to transatlantic art french critics were rather hard on the american figure painters for choosing such subjects as the death of cleopatra what in the world they said had cleopatra and the nile to do with america about as much i should say as nero and his atrocities had to do with france according to these gentlemen french artists may choose their subjects from any period and from any country the same license may be allowed to belgium germany and possibly to england but the american is to confine himself to the short and not very picturesque history of his own country this seems to me very unfair but at the same time i should have liked to have seen amongst the landscapes something more national than views of bougival or fontainebleau i have now taken you all around the picture galleries of the international exhibition and i may with truth say that we have no cause to be ashamed of the position we hold in the european art world the french were at home and able to exhibit nearly all their best works of the last ten years we from reasons that are very well known were unable to do so and yet we held a very respectable position i am not john bull enough to say as some of my friends at the hotel did that our school is the first in europe but what i do say is that english art speaking of course generally is in a thoroughly healthy state that english artists also speaking generally think more of their subjects and less of themselves than frenchmen belgians or austrians do that whilst some of the leading foreign schools are past the zenith of their power we on the contrary seem to be improving steadily and gradually getting rid of our faults some may be inclined to attribute this marked improvement to the extraordinary sums of money which have of late years been spent on art in this country some to the existence amongst us of a school of high art criticism and some to foreign influence i attribute it to none of these causes but solely to better training and a more scrupulous regard for nature it may be thought that in boasting about our better training i am blowing the academic trumpet pretty loudly but i am not speaking so much of the training you get here and at other london art schools as of the training which every young painter has to give himself after he has learned the a b c of his art it is this training especially which is better than it used to be the commonplace slapdash way of going to work of former days is now the exception and not the rule with young painters one man may be careless or weak in his drawing but he may have a keen sense for truthful atmospheric effect and he labours away at his picture until he approximates to the out-of-door look of nature another a portrait painter perhaps wearies out his sitters in his endeavours to be truthful a third will patiently brave the elements on a bare scottish moor humbly trying to imitate the fitful patches of sunshine and mist on the hillside before him all this is what i call good training it is honest conscientious work and it is this which tells favourably on a school rather than manchester patronage or oxford aesthetics 
i would observe in conclusion that in the appointment of our new president we have another cause for self-congratulation it would be out of place here for me to dwell on all his qualifications for the important post he fills but i should not like my first lecture under his presidency to pass without expressing my thorough satisfaction with the choice we have made to say more would probably be unpleasant to him to have said less would have been unpleasant to me i may however point out that the progress of the english school of art does by no means rest with the president of the royal academy however excellent he may be it depends on the individual exertion of every member of the profession from the president down to the probationer who seeks admission to the schools let us all do our best to produce careful honest and original work and i have no doubt of the result End of lecture five.